Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of A Sip Down Memory Lane. I'm Olivia. I'm Emma. And today, our ears are graced with the opportunity to hear from Emma. <laughs> She's going <laughs> I had to mix it up a little, okay? <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. She's going to be sharing her story about going to Hawaii alone. First of all, our segment of what are we drinking today? Mm-hmm. I bought us these rhubarb and strawberry sodas from Trader Joe's. I'm so excited. It's really good. Let's crack it open. Okay. Oh. That was satisfying. That was good ASMR for all you ASMR junkies. Yeah. So I'm, I've already had this drink. I'm excited for Liv to try it. So I love strawberry and rhubarb, <laughs> and I think this is delicious, but you've okay, got to try it out. The swallowing noises. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is more subtle than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's not intense. The word rhubarb alarms me sometimes <laughs> i don't really understand what it is <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen a rhubarb on its own yeah. i've never had like a strawberry rhubarb pie it's just <gasps> kind of spooky to me oh my gosh so when you said the rhubarb earlier i was like okay let's <laughs> try it but it's actually really good yeah rhubarb is interesting it's so there are little pictures of it on here it looks like red oh, celery those aren't trees <laughs> no <laughs> But they do look like trees to people who (laughs) don't know what rhubarb is. All right. Well, I learned something today. Yeah. Yeah, And rhubarb is interesting. It's a, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's got a not bitter taste. Maybe that is, I can't think of the word, but it's, (laughs) it's like really good with strawberries because it's got a little, it, there's like a good balance there's of a flavors. Bite. Yeah. A bite yeah. to it. Yeah. Which I'm like so annoyed that I can't think of the right word to explain <laughs> it. But yeah, I'll have to make you a strawberry rhubarb pie. I got to try it. I feel like all, some of my friends have told me it's their favorite pie. Yeah. It just is like, it's, it's so good. I thought of the word tart. Tart. Yes. That's a good word. Yeah. It's got, it's tart. So then with like the strawberries, which, you know, strawberries can have a little bit of tartness to them as mm-hmm. well, but the flavor of like the sweetness and the tartness, it's just, it's so good. It's good. I, I would probably buy this for myself. You should. Also, I can't lie to you guys. I have a second drink today. <laughs> I just, my conscience couldn't handle not telling you, but I do happen to have a side of coconut Red Bull next to me. I'm ashamed to admit. <laughs> But sometimes after a long day of work, you just need a little something, you know? <laughs> Here's another funny thing about it. Is Liv was like, do you want to try it? And I was like, mm, no. I was like pressuring her to try it on the podcast because I want to know if she would like it or not. Okay, but- come here. Let me do it. Are you actually? Yes. So I'm not an energy drink drinker and I think Red Bull smells like... You actually, Awful. like, hate the smell. Also, it's bubbly, and I know you don't like bubbly, so... Or, no. Is it bu- You don't like bubbly, or is that something else? Um, carbonation, excuse me. That's... Shelby doesn't like carbonation. Oh, why do I keep thinking that it's you? I'm literally drinking soda. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're, you're very right about that. Okay, that actually is 
Oh, it's good, good, right? Yes. Oh my gosh! I'm it doesn't like really it. taste like coconut. It, it, what it tastes like to me is when you get like a blue raspberry <laughs> snow cone. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. <laughs> I can kind of. I can kind of see it that. Might, the thing oh, is, oh, it's coconut berry. That yeah, makes sense. Coconut berry. Okay, okay. But I, I think because the thing with Red Bull to me, it just smells like gross metal. <laughs> Oh. So maybe it's like the metally flavor of the energy drink itself mixed with the coconut berry mm. makes it taste like the blue raspberry. If it was served in a wine glass, maybe you'd like it. If no one told me what it was, it might be fine. Also, my body would be like, what did you just put inside of me? <laughs> and I would have no idea what to do about it. Yes, I will clarify. I am absolutely not recommending this drink to anybody. <laughs> any living species in the world <laughs> it is terrible for you and i wish i didn't love it it's okay you know <laughs> there i used to work with people who had multiple energy drinks in a day it just you know people love energy drinks that's fine yeah i i just literally the one time i had one my body i <laughs> i was gonna run around the world i never crashed and i was peeing all day like my body was straight up like get out <laughs> i had a rock star oh those are powerful that's what i've heard also you're just such a little person i'm a very little you need to person be careful what you put in there <laughs> i know i really caffeine is never well actually I have so I've never been a big caffeine drinker anyways. Um, but in the last several years I've really started to like Dr. Pepper. So <laughs> I've had a lot of Dr. Pepper. So yeah, I've learned that caffeine does not affect me in a positive way. I can have like a small glass of it. Like I it's not like I can't have it at all. Mm -hmm. But I definitely it does affect me a lot stronger than most people. It also gives me um bowel issues <laughs> <laughs> that's a graceful way to put it <laughs> well thanks for the drink emma you're welcome i'll definitely be trying this again what is the most exciting thing that happened to you this week okay i finished crocheting a really big scarf my sister bought me some yarn for christmas and i didn't really know what to do with it because <laughs> She bought me just some like kind of random yarn <laughs> and stuff that could kind of go together because she was like, well, I didn't really know. But I got stuff that hopefully at least could go together for yeah. things that you want to make. That's um, a good gift. It was a good gift. She had me for our like gift exchange. So uh, yarn was perfect and I crochet a lot. So you do. Was... You like tear through that yarn too. It's yeah. actually really impressive. You're like a machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fun. How about you? Um, okay. Well, my exciting thing this week is honestly just that I'm feeling better. <laughs> That's great. Yes, January was insane. <laughs> and I I was sick for pretty much the entire month. And then I injured my back a couple times. And now I'm finally starting to feel a little I'm still recovering. But I feel like February is like my new year. <laughs> January was just wild, like starting a new job and feeling terrible every day. And then yeah, everything getting like worse and better and then worse and better. It was just exhausting. So I'm excited to feel a little more like myself again. That's good. Yeah, that's not a just. <laughs> that's like, that's, that's huge. Yeah, it 
It's wild. If anyone else started the new year feeling sick or bad in any way, I have a lot of empathy for you. <laughs> and I hope you're doing better. <laughs> yes. Because it, it is definitely hard to like go into something with a bunch of hope and then just be like smacked in the face with no hope. <laughs> I didn't know how to say that. Yeah. No, I mean, it's true. And like the new year is so fun and fresh. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just doing new things, starting new habits. And I was just bummed out that I didn't get to join in on that fun this year. Yeah. But it's made me so much more appreciative of feeling good. Good. (laughs) Well, Emma, tell me about Hawaii. I can't wait to hear about this story. This is one of my favorite trips. So a little background on my life. When I was younger, my family and I did do some traveling. We mostly did road trips. We would do these long road trips in the summer, mostly with my mom, my sister and I, because my dad owned his own business. And then he would join us for part of it, but he didn't do the whole thing with us. So that was mostly how I traveled when I was younger. Uh, Once I got into junior high and high school, I actually flew places. So the first time I flew somewhere was uh, in junior high. And it was to Hawaii, different trip than what I'm about to talk about, but it was to Hawaii and, you know, gone on a few different trips and stuff. And it was really, really fun. Well, you know, then I go, I go off to college and or hair school and I'm on my own and I don't do very much traveling because you need money to travel. Yeah. Life in general. Yeah. It's harder when you're busy. Yeah. All my other trips, my parents paid for them. <laughs> that too. <laughs> right. So, so then it was like, I got to this point in adulthood where it was like, well, am I going to travel? Like I want to, but I don't know if I can. I meet Dixon. We date for a couple of years and then he. Shout out Dixon. Shout out Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to be a missionary for our church for two years, which means I don't get to see him. I only get to talk to him once a week. And I just was alone. But I had a career and I'd been in my career. Let's see. I graduated from hair school in 20. Oh gosh. When did I graduate? <laughs> the end of 2016. That sounds right. Is when I graduated. And then 2017, I started just working. Dixon left on his mission. It would have been 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he left like February of 2019. So I was by myself. Mm-hmm. Didn't have my person. I was just working. Yeah. And I lived with my parents at the time, but I was paying them rent because I was like, look, if I'm going to live with you, I've, I'm not mooching off of you. I, I am an adult. There's certain situations that happened that led me to needing to live with them. But I was like, I, I'm paying you rent. And I would have been uh, 24 at the That's time. That's how old I am. That's right. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine going to Hawaii by myself right now. (laughs) I did, I guess, so I was 24 when Dixon left. I was 25 when I went to Hawaii. Wow. A quarter-life crisis is what you were going through a little bit. (laughs) I totally was. Well, and the thing was, is I was like, okay, 
you're leaving. I have money. I'm going to travel. And I would see all these people who I knew had. <laughs> well, in my mind, I was like, they have to have less money than I do. <laughs> They're dirt poor. What well, are yeah, they doing? They were in school. They had like <laughs> the most basic jobs that were getting them like really low hourly pay. <laughs> right. Which sounds so awful for me to say. But this was I was looking at this and I was like, they're traveling all over the world. Why aren't I doing that when, like, I can? Yeah. So, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So, I did a couple different trips uh, by myself. I did one trip with a cousin. We went to Alaska. I went to Texas, Florida, and Hawaii. Because then, you know, COVID hit. So, then that stopped mm, my traveling. Right. Even though I had more plans for travel. Uh, but I would do... My Texas and my Florida trip were ones where... I went out by myself for the first couple of days and then my mom joined me for the last couple of days because she's a flight attendant and so she could fly to me for free. And Hawaii, I actually, the first part of this trip, I went to visit a friend on Oahu. So I wasn't alone my whole entire Hawaii trip, but I the trip was like six or seven days. It was a pretty long trip. Uh, so the first part of the trip, I went to visit my friend, Katie. She and her family were living in Hawaii at the time on Oahu, and I stayed with them for a few days, and it was so much fun. That part, it was so fun to hang out with her. We went snorkeling. We went surfing. We yes. went, uh, we ate really, really yummy food, and also <laughs> I hadn't seen her in forever, and it was it was really, really fun. I had it in my head that I was, I was like, well, if I'm going to go to Hawaii, I'm going to go for a long time. I had it in my head that my friend wouldn't want me to be around that long because I would just get in the way. <laughs> but That's I was kind like, of you to assume. But. Right, and I had a good amount of time there with her. So it was, you know, it was really awesome. But I was worried about over, you know, uh, overstaying my welcome. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll stay longer, but I'll, maybe I'll go to another island. I had been to, that was my second time to Oahu. I had also been to the island of Kauai. That was the first island that I'd ever gone to. Mm -hmm. But I'd never been to Maui. And people always talk about Maui and how it's really beautiful. And so I was mm -hmm. like, well, maybe I'll just go over there for a couple of days. I'll just go by myself. So I book a really cheap ticket from Oahu to Maui as part of my trip. And then I flew home from Maui. And my Airbnb <laughs> was a van. I forgot about this. I didn't yeah. know this, but I totally forgot. Yeah. So I rented a van on Airbnb, which was where I slept and lived while I was there. And it was, I could also drive it around. It was my car rental. <laughs> Picturing you driving a van <laughs> is wild. I'm like, did they have phone books for you to sit on? I guess. <laughs> You're so small. <laughs> I am. It was. <laughs> I was fine. Okay. It could pump up. The interesting thing about I'm this dramatic. <laughs> the interesting thing about this van, like even though, yeah, it was like a big travel van. It had a bed. It had a tiny kitchenette thing, right? Like it had all of that stuff. It was still a fairly small van compared to what you see. Like there are some of those vans that are travel vans that are so huge, right? Yeah. They're I like, think that's what I'm picturing. So yeah, it's no, it was like, out. it was a pretty small van. I mean, it was still really hard to drive. <laughs> like I didn't enjoy driving it right. at all, and there were certain things that I didn't do because the van was so big. Oh, like certain places I didn't go that I was like, there's like no parking on the street, and I have to park on the street. I'm not figuring that out. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I just didn't go. 
<laughs> I would be the same way. Yeah, it was it was really, really hard, but it was so cool. That was like the plan. When I was leaving for Hawaii, it was like, hey, yeah, I rented a van as my Airbnb and it's my vehicle for getting around. I got a campsite to park the van on so that I could, you know, sleep somewhere legally. And uh and that were those were my plans. So the night before I leave to go to Maui, <laughs> I'm laying in bed in, you know, in my friend's house. And I start freaking out. I'm like, I know nothing about the campsite I'm staying at. Mm-hmm. I was like, what what if <laughs> What if it's awful? I didn't look up any reviews. The reason that I even booked this campsite was it was recommended on the Airbnb listing. There were a few different recommendations. This one was listed and it had the prettiest website. <laughs> Which it hey, sounds- that says a lot about some a place, actually. Yes. They care that it looks nice. And also websites that look pretty are easier to use. Yeah, and the people are automatically cooler. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, done. I am somebody that totally will fall for packaging. Yeah, me too. Like, like, oh, that's pretty? Done. Yeah. (laughs) Target is a dangerous place for me. Yes. Same. (laughs) I mean, why do you think I even bought the notebooks and the planner that I bought from that website, Papier? Okay, but you really needed those, in my opinion. I did, and they actually are a wonderful brand. Mm -hmm. But I was led to them because yeah. they're pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it's the small joys. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so that's why I booked it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. So I start looking up things. I'm trying to find reviews and stuff. And at first I get really nervous because the reviews are not good. But then I look at them and I'm like, these people are actually really stupid. <laughs> And I wish I could remember. I was going to look it up, but I don't remember what the campsite was. Oh, and it was amazing. It the was review? The campsite. Oh. The campgrounds were just absolutely fantastic. So the reviews, here's the funny thing with the reviews. At one point, the campgrounds, they were doing construction. And people were upset that they didn't know the construction was happening beforehand. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well... Chances are that construction is done Yeah, because that was a while ago. And if it's not, then I'm anticipating that there might be construction. Cool. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And honestly, yeah. And honestly, I feel like every campsite I've been to, there's always like something going on. Right. Because they're always trying to improve. Yeah. And the other ones, the other reviews are things like, it's really noisy. There's gravel, right? Like driving around. You people driving around all the time. I'm like, have you ever been camping? <laughs> You idiots. Camping <laughs> is not a quiet experience. If you want a quiet experience, you go stay at a resort. Like, you don't go camping in Hawaii if you want a quiet experience. Yeah, there's usually at least one camping group nearby that's, like, getting drunk the whole night. And it's oh, just yeah. really obnoxious. So Right. Like, people are, are being loud. They're enjoying themselves. There are people driving around. Like, have you ever gone to a camp that has paved roads? Actually, I have. You have? Yeah. <laughs> I hate to discredit your But where your was that? <laughs> that's even though that's real I'm okay with that. Yeah. But also that's an exception. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was like a really nice campground near Island Park in Idaho. Mm. I have been to some gravelly ones, but I feel like I have been to multiple with paved roads, which is really? kind of interesting because I haven't camped that much in my life. 
That's so interesting. I've never really been. I've definitely been places like I went camping up at Mount Rainier in uh, Washington, mm-hmm. which that gorgeous, that so beautiful. Also, a crazy story that I should tell someday on here. <laughs> but they had like paved roads throughout the whole camp, like throughout the whole entire park. I mean, it's a national park, but throughout the whole park. But then, like, once you got to the actual camping areas, then it was just dirt. Mm. So, I've seen that before. Growing up, we would camp at the beach, at a beach called Refugio, one of my favorite places in the whole entire world. (laughs) Shout out. It was, yeah. (laughs) If you live in California or you're going there, camp at Refugio. It's the best. Refugio? Refugio. Not Refugio. No, not Refugio. 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 I don't know why this name is creeping me up so much. Okay. Honestly, it probably, and I mean, I could be wrong saying this, it's probably some sort of Spanish name. So even saying Refugio is wrong. <laughs> um, but that's how we say it. If that is supposed to be said with a Spanish accent, it's kind of comical. Yeah. Being called Refugio. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, anyway. well, you think about like Los Angeles. It, that's not the right way to say Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, my experiences have always been that, yeah, it's not a quiet experience. So, after a while, I looked at them. I went, okay, if those are the bad reviews, this is going to be fine. <laughs> so, I calm down. I go to bed. The next day, you know, I get all my stuff pulled together. My friend is taking me to the airport. And... I don't even remember the name of the airline I was flying, and I don't even know how to look it up. You just completely blacked out during this experience, I think. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it was a while ago, right? So much has happened since then. But, like, I could find the campsite online if I really wanted to. This airline, I don't know how to find it. Like, <laughs> it was, I'm sure I could, but it was, this was the most wild experience was the getting to Maui. Oh, like the flight? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you go to the actual airport, there are two terminals. And, you know, they've got all the different airlines that you're familiar with. We do not see my airline listed anywhere. (laughs) Oh, no. That's a great start. Right. And as we go through, we're like, okay, well, maybe we'll drive around again. I see a sign that says to turn like a sign pointing to terminal three. And I was like, okay, well let's go look again. And if it's not there, then like, let's go to terminal three. My friend is like, I've never heard of terminal three. What? <laughs> She's like, I've, I've never dropped anyone off at terminal three before. So that's terminal three does not exist. I'm like what is going on right now? So we drive around again. It's not there. So I was like, well, let's just follow the signs to terminal three. In order to get to terminal three, you have to exit the airport. You're leaving Mm. airport grounds. And we're like, what is going on? But we just keep following the signs to Terminal 3. And is this a prank? Is this a sick joke? Yeah. And I'm like, what is going to happen? I'm like, I mean, I could just buy another ticket from Oahu to home if I needed to. And my friend was like, if you need to stay with us again, like, that's (laughs) totally fine. Which at that point, you know, at first I was super worried about overstaying my welcome. But at this point, I was like, oh, it'd probably be fine. Right. Like if something happened, I know that they're totally okay with me being here and I don't have to be stressed about that. We get to this area where there's a fence that has all like a 
You know those banners that they have at like high schools and mm-hmm. colleges? Like the back of the baseball field? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have one of those on this fence <laughs> with a list of a couple different airlines. And it might have even said Terminal 3, and I, I don't remember. They didn't have like actual signs necessarily for Terminal 3. <laughs> we drive over and we're looking around. I can't really tell. And I hadn't really paid that much attention to the signs coming in, but I was like, I'm pretty sure that I saw the airline listed. We pull up, there's a worker coming out. And so I roll down the window and I'm like, hey, is this where this airline is? And he's like, I don't know what, I'm, what you're talking about. <laughs> so we're just like, oh my gosh, what? Where I are we? definitely thought I was getting scammed at that point. Like, oh yeah, I was freaking out. I was like, this is not, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And we like leave and then I look at the sign a little bit better and I see it and we leave and we end up turning around. I was like, okay, I saw on the sign. I wonder if that guy just didn't know what I was talking about. So we go back, we get my stuff out and she's like, okay, you just let me know if <laughs> this is real. And um, she's like, I'll wait around for a little bit, but just let me know. And if it's not, then you just come home with us and stay with us for a couple more days. And I was like, all right, sounds good. I go into this building. Calling it a building is generous. <laughs> it was basically a pavilion. Oh. There were rooms on it. So it was like like these really long, narrow stretches of like a few rooms on either side. And then an open pavilion area where you check in where you drop off your luggage and that was it. Now, also I have to, something else that I need to mention is that the night before I was like, oh, well, I'm going to check into my flight. You can't do that with this airline. <laughs> they don't have online check-ins. You check in when They're you get there. They're not advanced like that. No. <laughs> you check in when you get to the gate. Okay. And Weird. Actually, right? I sometimes do that because I like want something to do when I get to the airport. <laughs> I am a very stressed out airport person, so I like to have everything done because I like to get to my gate and make sure that everything is okay. And once I'm there, I don't really leave. (laughs) I respect it. It, Couldn't be me. I respect that too. I wish I was more (laughs) like you. (laughs) I go up to the desk and I'm like, "Uh, is it this? And here's the funniest thing. I booked it through this one airline, but it technically was a different airline. Like it was this whole kind of convoluted like... You book it through this airline, but really you're booking this airline. And it was, anyway, it was so strange. I think I booked this flight on Hopper, the app. Yeah, I love Hopper. I do too. So it was just kind of like, oh yeah, I'm just booking like a cheap flight. I mean, I think it was like 60 bucks or something like that. Oh, great. Yeah, it was very, very cheap. And I like... And so stressed because I also can't have my bag as a carry-on, which I only brought a carry-on and I packed way too much in my carry-on, but that's okay. Anyway, I was like, okay, my whole life is in this carry-on. My roller skates were in that carry-on, right? Like if it gets lost and I didn't know what was going on and everything was so confusing and then I'm sitting there and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and I'm like so confused. And I did, you know, I told my friend, I was like, all right, we're good. And so she went home. And I I was so nervous they were going to forget my bag because I didn't see people really like moving things around. And I just was really stressed. So I'm sitting and waiting. I'm like, what have I, what am I doing? Like, what is this airline? Where I'm about to fly to Maui by myself to stay in a van for a couple of days. Why am I doing this? You know, typically when you board a plane, they start boarding like half hour, 45 minutes before the 
flight takes off, right? right. We're, I'm sitting waiting. It's a half hour before. It's 25 minutes before. It's 20. It's like <gasps> 10 minutes before. Oh my God. How we, could they do that? I know. That's so scary. We don't start boarding till honestly, like maybe five minutes. They don't call for us to start boarding until like five minutes. Like I was worried that I was missing my flight. And they didn't say like, they didn't say that the flight was delayed at all or anything. No. We just boarded five minutes before the flight was supposed to leave. They're just vibing. Okay. Well, this is what I learned about it later. Well, you'll understand in a minute. How big was the plane? Tiny. It was so small. So they start, they call us up for boarding. There are literally nine of us that stand up. And I'm like, is this it on the plane? This is everybody? We go up to the gate, which is literally a gate. Okay. They have these tall fences that, you know, are, they're the kind of fence that you look up and you're like, that must be like a hundred feet tall. I don't know how tall, but it was so tall. (laughs) And there's literally just a gate there that is locked that then they unlock for you to walk through. We're standing at the gate. They give us our seat assignments because we didn't have them yet. As we're about to board, they give us our seat assignments. Literally, it's somebody with a clipboard that says, okay, so-and-so and and -and so-and-so, you're in row one. So-and-so and so-and-so, you're in row two. Like, they tell us and they lined us up in (laughs) the order that we were supposed to go on. It's like seating arrangements in class in high school. Exactly. That's wild. But I mean, it makes sense if the plane is so small. Like That's a thing. But if you don't know the plane is small, you're just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I would have been stressed too. I would have been like, is Hawaii an entirely different country? Because <laughs> why, why is it like this? Yeah, it was, I was so blown away. I'm like, oh my gosh. So we walk onto just this like asphalt where there are all these planes that are so small they have propellers on the front. Aww, that's and I'm, really cute. It was really cute. <laughs> but I was like, am I about to get on one of these? Like, is that like, is this how I die? <laughs> yeah. I was imagining I was getting on a plane like where there are tons of people. They might give us snacks, maybe not because it's going to be a quick flight, you know, and like they're on their plane because the airlines when you fly to Hawaii they're like in aloha shirts and lays oh, and very like tourist play Hawaiian music yeah so like that's what I was expecting this is not what happened obviously so we get on the plane the plane has two like it has an aisle with a seat on either side and then the last row is a bench seat hmm which is where I sat. Everybody else was there in pairs. I was the only one that was by myself. So they put, you know, people by each other. You get on the plane by walking up a step ladder that is attached to the door of the plane. <laughs> and me, where I was sitting. So if you were sitting in the other seats, you would turn to your right and you'd go sit in your seat. Me, you turn to the left. I was sitting literally right by the door the whole time. You can see the pilot and the co-pilot in the front. There's no flight attendant. There's not really even room to stand up all the way, if I remember correctly. I think, well, probably I was fine, but... (laughs) Your height is coming up a lot in this episode, I'm I'm sorry. I'm five feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very short. And, like, the one of the pilots turns around, gives us a whole spiel. You know, he's the one talking to us, right? Wow. Like, we're looking at him. And How many rows was it about? So there are the four rows and then the bucket seat. Oh, just four. Or the okay. bench seat. 
Gotcha. Yeah. So technically five rows. So there are eight other people on the plane with me. And then the um, Did you sit in the middle? No, there was only (laughs) one buckle. Like, I had to buckle in still. One of the cool things about this plane was that it had really big windows, and they're way more clear than windows on a typical plane. Because I think on a typical plane, they have, like, it's double-paned or it's really thick because, Mm -hmm. obviously, you're going up where there's an issue of pressure. With this plane, we weren't flying very high. So even though, yeah, there's a little bit of pressurizing, it, it's not the same. So I don't think they had to worry about that. But I get on this plane, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I getting on this tiny plane with a propeller in the front where I literally just boarded at the boarding time? And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> having a cultural experience that's what you do yes <laughs> well then we get up in the air and immediately all of that goes away because even though yeah we're high up off the ground it's not like we're flying really close to the ground you're close enough that you can see everything so clearly and just that lift off it was so beautiful because the water in hawaii is super blue and just looking at all of the green around it because Hawaii is also really green. It was just incredible. This flight, I mean, it was maybe like an hour, hour and a half. It wasn't a very long flight. And we went by some islands that I don't know that they even have names. They're not really inhabited. If they are, there are very few people on them. But all I can see is green. Wow. No roads, nothing. Just the most beautiful green everywhere (laughs) and then you can see like the side of these islands because they're like built up super high but it's just these cliffs on the sides but they're like this black i'm assuming lava rock and it just plunging into like the bluest ocean i've ever seen it was so amazing i took a couple of pictures and then deleted them because the pictures didn't do him justice and i was like i don't want that to be my memory yeah and the trip that I took to Alaska, which was earlier that year, I had really decided that if I'm going to go travel, like I'm, I will take pictures because I want to have pictures as my, me- you know, to help with memories, but also like, I don't want those to be my memories, if that makes sense. Like it's fun to look back, but they inspire memories more than give me memories, if that makes sense. Yeah. So this was one of those moments that I was like... I'm not keeping these pictures <laughs> because it's not doing it justice. And I've never seen something. I've never seen anything more beautiful in my life. So then I'm feeling really good about going to Hawaii or going to Maui alone. <laughs> and we land, I get in contact with the person who owns the van that I'm renting. And she shows up. She even where I got dropped off at the airport in Maui, she was like, didn't really know where it was she was like i've never been to this part of the airport before you know we meet up she gives me the lowdown like here are the things you need to be wary of whatever like the front of it was a pretty like it's kind of squatty that's the only word that could be like like the front of the van was very very short so like even to the point where she was like okay because the front of it is really short you know typically when you turn you're not really like hanging on to the lines she's like with this you really need to make sure you're staying what was it? You, oh, she's like, you really need to like hug the lines or else the, your back end is going to be flipping like way up. Okay. So she gave me like all those tips. She lets me know 
like there's solar panels on the top. So you have, you know, energy on the inside. There are lights and there are fans. And just so you know, like if you have this on high, then obviously it's going to take more energy. She explains that there's water on the top and that there's so many gallons. It should last me the time that I'm there. If something happens, you know, let her know whatever I can get in contact. But I should be fine. I should have plenty of water. There's a running sink in there. They had a one of those like induction stove tops, which at the time wasn't working. She's like, I'm so sorry. It's not working. I was like, well, I'm not planning on cooking. So don't worry about it. <laughs> there were dishes there. Th- like, right. Like a whole like tiny little kitchenette area. It was really cool. There's a toilet in there where it, this was like the weirdest toilet because it had just bags. It had a certain ab- amount of bags in there. So she did say, she's like, don't go crazy and use up all the bags. Cause then you don't have anywhere to go to the bathroom in the van but stressful right there were set there were a lot of bags so it was fine and i knew i could use the bathroom in other places but it would like suck everything in and wrap up the bag and store it so the more you used it the less like space there was Mm -hmm. in the toilet and she was like hey you know like typically you don't want to throw a bunch of like paper and stuff down the toilet she's like with this one you want to because it's suctioning you don't want just like loose liquid gotcha (laughs) she's like so the van is loaded with paper towels tissues she's like stuff as much as you can in there to soak up as much pee and then you can flush it (laughs) Right. And it was like hidden. So it was like a, it was pushed and tucked away. And then I have to pull the toilet out if I wanted to use it. There was also like a little fridge. They make these fridges. We actually, um, I can't remember if we have it here or if my sister has it right now, but my grandparents had one of these where it, it looks like a cooler, but it's an actual like refrigerator that you can plug in and it works as refrigerator. It's for camping and stuff. My grandparents were like, here, you guys can take it and kind of share it or whatever so then i had a place to keep things uh she had towels there was a shower attached to it there were uh like beach chairs and stuff like that and then there were curtains so i could close everything off and make it really private right so she goes through all of that i have to drop her off somewhere she just like i drop her off and then she skateboards off from where she dropped me off and the another funny thing she drove actually maybe she drove somewhere first I can't remember if she drove or if I drove it that doesn't really matter but one of she told me a few different things that I could do you know she's like oh there's this I think it was a national park or something some some sort of important park <laughs> but it's like you could go in and walk around it's really beautiful uh she's like there's stuff there just to like walk around and see if you don't want to go hiking but there are also some hikes and stuff uh she goes also if you go around this mountain there's a beach over here that's a nudist beach and let me tell you there's nothing more satisfying than just plunging your naked body into the ocean and i was like oh, oh i thought you were you. saying that as no you. i was like emma why no. is this the entire story <laughs> <laughs> no the the girl that i was renting the van from told me this <laughs> i see as I see. something that i could do and i was like okay cool i did not do that <laughs> dang it <laughs> I, you know, it's not, I actually kind of wish I had, <laughs> but it was like I, being a woman by myself, a small woman by myself in this place. I was like, ah, if I go there, that feels so dangerous, right? To so like, yeah, that's a big jump to go from like not having traveled by yourself a bunch to going to a nudist beach by yourself. Yes, <laughs> which is funny because thinking about it now, I'm like, actually, maybe it would have been really safe because people were just there, like living their lives and not probably yeah. concerned with other people's lives yeah it's probably fine but just the mental block 
sucks, you know. Yeah, I get I mean, it. Because, yeah, I probably would have never seen any of those people again. I mean, still, maybe it's weird saying on a podcast. You see someone at the store I, one day, they're like, I saw you on the beach. I saw you time. on the beach naked. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe it's weird for me to say. familiar. <laughs> You like take your jacket off. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember now. <laughs> yeah, that would be so funny. <clears throat> Needless to say, I did not go to the nudist beach, but there's part of me that kind of wishes that I had. Probably would have been very freeing. But anyway, I drop her off, and then I'm on my own. And the campsite was so nice. Prettiest campsite I've ever been to. Cleanest bathrooms and showers ever. And I actually never ended up using the shower on the van. It was like on the back and I would have had to be showering literally like in front of everybody. It would be more probably for rinsing. Mm. I probably wouldn't have used it for actually showering. But they had showers at the campsite. So I showered there and it was really literally like such a nice shower for a campsite. And the camp had a private beach that at one point I went and sat on and read a book and then the rest of the trip was like pretty chill. There's a place across the street that had really yummy food. They had pies. It's called Leota's Bakery. If you're on Maui, go to Leota's Bakery. Hopefully it's still there. It was so good. I got this seared ahi tuna sandwich that mm, I think about all the time. Straight from the ocean across the way. Yeah. That's the thing. The food, uh, this, the whole trip when I went to Oahu and Maui, I dream of the food all the time because I had such good food there. It's all so fresh and oh, it was so good. I also got a lilikoi pie. Lilikoi is a passion fruit and it's super yummy. That restaurant was so good. And I just walked over there. Like it was really close. I just walked over, walked across the street. Also, there was a little convenience store next to it. And I had my allergies really started to pick up when I was in Hawaii. So I had to get some allergy medicine. And yeah, the rest of the trip was chill. Like I said, there were places where I didn't go because the van was so big, uh, but I just mostly got food. I went to a little resort. The one thing that I wish I would have done differently on this trip is at night, once it started to get dark, I just stayed in the van at the campsite. I didn't go anywhere because I was so nervous, but it got dark a lot quicker than I thought it would. And so I spent tons of time just like sitting in there by myself, like, well, what am I going to do now? You know, calling <laughs> as many friends and family as possible that are like, why are you calling me? You're in Hawaii, right? Like, <laughs> but it's a fair question. Yeah. I just didn't know what to do. And now looking back, I'm like, man, I could have, a lot of the resorts have places where you can go and there are shops and food and you can walk around and do things and stuff. And I wish that I would have taken advantage of it because it was a place where like I could go and there would you know, have been security, things like that. And I would have been totally safe. Here's the thing. The first time you go on a solo trip, I feel like there's no way you can expect yourself to be doing and making the most out of everything. Yeah. So that's definitely something that everyone who has anxiety or feels really introverted should remember because... <laughs> You know, I mean, there's probably a lot of things you wish you would have done or could have done. But just the fact that you went by yourself and did something that you felt scared to do and survived it and enjoyed it is like a massive accomplishment. Yeah, it was really cool because and I was trying to treat it like... Because when I went to Alaska, I went with one of my cousins and that trip, we had a list of different things we could do. 
And then each night we just were like, oh, I'm going to do this. We're going to do this tomorrow. But being with another person opened up so many other opportunities. And even like I'd gone to Texas by myself before this, but even then... I didn't really do that trip alone. Like I went and met up with somebody immediately. I met up with Kate. Yeah. We went to the skate park. Oh, wow. That's wild to me that you guys know each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So little backstory. Kate is somebody that Dixon and Olivia grew up with and she and I connected because we both roller skate. And so then I just like met her for the first time the first day in Austin. Yeah. Just like had bought random tickets to Austin on a whim and went and it was really fun. And then the next day I hung out with your dad and Juliana. It was the first time I met Juliana. Wow. And I ended up hanging out Juliana all day. It just turned out that way. Like we went to lunch and then we hung out the rest of the day and uh, it was so fun. And then my mom came in. I think that night. So I, I didn't really do that trip alone, even though I had gone out there alone. So yeah, Maui was literally, I was by myself. I didn't know anyone on the island. Yeah. I have a client who is from Maui and he'd given me a list of things that I could go do and places I could eat and stuff. And I figured if worst came to worse, I could text him and like <laughs> maybe get connected with his parents if I needed to. But even then that didn't feel, it wasn't a close connection. Yeah. The trip was pretty chill, right? But then I have my last night in the van and I'm sitting there. I'm double checking all of my flight stuff. I'm trying to get checked into my flight and I find out. So I thought my flight left at like eight in the morning. It wasn't supposed to leave until like eight at night. Oh, a whole extra day. Yeah. So I find out I have a whole extra day. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do now? (laughs) I can't have the van. So I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, okay. I can pay a little extra to have the van longer, but do I really want to have the van longer? And it's a lot more. And what if somebody else needs it? Like, I don't know what the process is. Right. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe not that. But and then I also had to figure out how I was going to be getting to the airport because I was like, well, it was going to cost extra for her to drop me off at the airport, too, with the van. Like, there were just all these details with that that I was like, I don't know, maybe I don't want to do that. And then I thought, you know what? I looked into it. It was going to be cheaper for me just to rent a car. So I was like, I'll just rent a car for a day (laughs) and drive around and it'll be fine. And so I go, the girl that I rented the van from, she also ran a little like bed and breakfast thing. So I met her there and it turned out that she was like, well, I don't have anything else to do. She goes, I charge people to drive them to the airport when it's like, I have to do it. It's more like a business transaction or driving in the van and stuff like that. Or if I have to meet them there and drive it back, right? Like there are those things. She's like, but I don't have anything to do right now. I can just drop you off at the airport in Aww. my own car. And it was so nice. And it was a blessing because I was trying to figure out, I'm like, well, maybe I can take a bus. Uh, Uber was really expensive. Like there are all these things I was trying to figure it out. And she was like, no, I'll totally, I can just take you. Like that's, that's fine. Like this is me doing this as me and not as a business person. So, and she had this really cute dog and she dropped me off. And it was so helpful. Always a plus. Always yes. A dog. Yes. It was so nice of her. And I go and I get my car. As I'm checking out my car, they're like, well, do you want a convertible for your last day around the island? I didn't get it. I do regret no. that. <laughs> I regret it. Because I'm like. You the- should regret that. 
Yeah, like how cool. My last day, just like driving around, top down, like yeah. around Hawaii where it's so beautiful. I, But I just was like, that's gonna. it was going to be a lot more expensive. <laughs> then obviously I have this extra day on the island and I have to figure out what I'm going to do with my time. There were a couple things that I didn't do because of... I didn't want to drive around in the van to, or the, the van made me feel like I couldn't do those things. So mm-hmm. I drove and did some of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Walked around, explored. That was the day that I had gone to one of the resorts and was like, Oh, I could have hung out here <laughs> in You're the like- evenings. <laughs> You know, and I was like, dang, you know, but I didn't. I was like nervous. And I learned that there were places that I could park in the van. But for some reason, I didn't notice them before. I think I was just too stressed. I had lots of stressful moments in the van. (laughs) And the whole time, honestly, I just thought, I wish that Dixon was with me. Oh. Because he could drive this and it would be so much more fun. Stop with a grudge. Yeah. I mean, I was really missing him when he was gone. And that was... That was the one thing. Even though the trip was super empowering and I was glad that I did it, I just missed him the whole time. Next time I rent a van in Hawaii, Dixon will be with me and he'll drive it. Yeah. In (laughs) fact, every time for the rest of your life you rent a van in Hawaii, he will be there. Exactly. Unless you willingly don't want him. (laughs) Unless I'm like, I'm going to go alone again. (laughs) So I went and did those kinds of things that I couldn't do. And then I was looking stuff up. I almost went to, oh, I forgot to mention. One of the things that I did when I still had the van is I went to a skate park. Now, during this time, I just started really getting into skating. And I was trying to skate basically every single day. I did a challenge where I had to skate 375 days. What? 365 (laughs) days in a row. (laughs) Just extended our year by 10 days. But, and, you know, there are times where I would take breaks because of travel or sickness or whatever. But for the most part, I did it. And so I skated a lot in Hawaii. And I went to a skate park all by myself. It was really scary. Especially then, I wasn't very comfortable going to new skate parks and stuff. But then there was this other skate park on Maui that I wanted to go to that looked really cool. It had this really big half pipe. But when I got there, I just had these like icky vibes. Hmm. There were some guys sitting there that were like, it wasn't like they were just sitting, they were like passing a thing around, like they were doing drugs. (laughs) I'll just say that they're like passing things around right When your gut gives you the icky feeling, you got to trust. Yes. Trust the ick. So I was like, I don't, yeah, I don't want to do this. And then I also looked up reviews on the skate park and there were, I think, two of them and they were incoherent. Like, <laughs> like I was like, somebody on drugs wrote this review. But I was so bad. The skate park is so cool. Like if I had friends that I was with or, you know, something, I would totally go. But like I said, I just had a weird feeling and like it was Painted all really pretty. Like I said, it had really cool features and stuff. So I was bummed. But then in trying to find what else to do, <laughs> I found this plantation there that you could do tours. And it had a big building that you could like buy souvenirs and stuff. And I bought some stuff from there. Uh, and I went and did this like tram tour around the plantation. Fun. And it was so fun. With our, we had this... The driver, she would 
like make jokes all the time and talk about like, oh, here are these plants and here's some information about this plant. And then at the end, they gave us a cup of fresh pineapple. And oh my gosh, it's the best pineapple I've ever had. I've heard about the dreaminess of Hawaii pineapple. It was so sweet. So one of the things that the tour guide told us was that when I'm going to mess up part of it, but I believe if you cut off the top of the pineapple, you can plant that. And then a new pineapple grows. Each set of pineapples as it goes down the line of cutting the top off gets smaller and smaller. And the smaller the pineapple, the sweeter it is. That's cute. Yeah. So they give it... Oh my gosh, it was so good. I My mouth is watery. thinking about <laughs> it. It was the best pineapple I'd ever had. So I did that. I go to the store. I still have time to kill. So then I go to a mall. <laughs> I bought Vans. <laughs> I almost, I was calling people just to try and kill time. They're like, literally, what are you doing? I think I called both my parents and my sister and maybe somebody else. And was just like talking to them. And they're like, (laughs) everyone's just straight judging. Yeah, they're like, why? I even thought about going to a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Did you not just go to the beach and hang out? No, because I was like, well, I can't just like get wet. I'm about to go hop on a plane. I guess I could have sat. Okay, here's the other thing. I was so nervous about going to beaches by myself because a lot of them, it's just like you park on the side of the road and you get off. They're not Mm -hmm. like you go and there's a parking lot where you like, like I'm used to where it's like, yeah, you go to this parking lot, you park and you walk up to the beach. It was like, it was just literally right there. So I, I just had so many things that I was nervous about. Yeah. So no, I didn't go to the beach and I should have. And then I went to a taco place and got some tacos before I had to head to the airport. Actually, I only got one taco. Also a regret. I should have gotten more. I don't remember what the taco place is called. I should have looked all of this stuff up. It was so good. I walk in. It's kind of like a family style thing. You just sit at like a bench with, you know, the random people around you, which I love random people. So it was really fun to just like hang out and chat with this. There was a family there that I sat next to and we chatted. But when I got up to the register, I was like, "Um, I'm going to get a Mahi Mahi taco. And because when I was younger and had been to Hawaii, my parents got Mahi Mahi. I didn't like fish at the time. And as I've gotten older, I realized I actually do like it. And so I was like, I'm going to try it because I know it's like a local fish and I should just try it. The girl goes, oh, well, how do you want it? And I was like, what are the options? She goes, blackened is my favorite. I was like, let's do it. It was so good. And then by the time I finished it, I just didn't think I was that hungry. So I only got one. And then by the time I finished it, I didn't have time to wait in the long line to get another taco before I had to leave to go to the airport. Big bummer. I know. Never underestimate how much you can eat. I know. Especially when it comes to tacos. It's much better to overestimate. Yeah. Especially when you're going to be stuck on a plane. I know. I know. But, you know, it was fine. And that was the last thing I did. And then I went back to the airport and I came home. And, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was such a learning experience for me because I learned that I could do something completely on my own and be fine. I also learned that I could actually probably be a little more ambitious, right? I held myself back quite a bit, even though I had a great time. There's so much more that I could have experienced, and I let a lot of fear hold me back. Obviously, I still had to be cautious, but I was beyond cautious. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, that was a challenge, uh, but it just is. Have you been to Hawaii no, I haven't. It's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. And it, it's worth the hype. Yes. 
Okay. And it's such a bummer that there are problems with, you know, obviously the natives had land just like taken away from them and then promised to them, but not given to them. Mm-hmm. And they're forced to be a part of our culture when they have their own super rich, beautiful culture. So it's like so hard when I'm like, oh man, I would love to live there or just go there all the time. But I also don't want to take advantage of something that's not really mine. But it is so worth going. And I definitely don't think that anybody who is native would be like, never come here because it is so beautiful and everybody yeah. should experience it. But, you know, if you go and you're respectful, obviously, <laughs> that's the key. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of, I mean, I don't know about Hawaii, but a lot of countries like survive, their, their economy survives off of the tourism also. I don't know if that's the case with Hawaii. It um, is now because it's been that way for so long but if it hadn't been the case to begin with like if it hadn't been forced upon them then it probably wouldn't be the case now right yeah well i wanted to ask you a little bit more about your decision to go on a solo trip because Mm -hmm. i think it's an interesting thing that people do to find independence or to like find find new parts within themselves that they had never discovered before. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool that traveling brings that out in people. Um, but like, why do you feel like at that time of your life, a solo trip was something that could really benefit you specifically? It's a good question. I think there were a couple things. Again, I was fairly sad. <laughs> Yeah. Sad girl. The person, era. yeah, the person that I was in love with, I couldn't be with. And um, so there was definitely this like, okay, let's just go and do things. But I also, part of it was that, so I should also say, I did do, I don't super classify it as a vacation. It was just a trip where I rented an Airbnb like an hour away from where I lived in Utah and did a solo trip. And that trip was literally, there were a lot of things that I was anticipating. It was before Dixon left on his mission. I was preparing myself for a lot of heartache and felt like I just needed time to process things. So I'd done that. And the Hawaii trip, I think in some way was similar, but it wasn't that I was escaping something. It was more that I was like trying to find something. And I was trying to find it within myself to be strong, to do something fun. But I also, I wanted to have experiences and I realized it's so much harder to plan a trip with people. And there are a lot of trips that haven't happened because I was planning with people and, you know, schedules and things like that are really hard. And with this, I was like, I literally don't have to rely on anyone. I can just go do it if I go by myself. So yeah, I think it was just this, that I was like, Hey, I just have to go and do this. And I knew it would maybe be kind of boring because honestly, solo travel is boring. (laughs) Even though it's fun, it's also very boring because there are times where I was literally like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. I have no one to talk to. And I'm in a van that doesn't have very strong light. And I don't feel like reading the book that I brought with me. Like, (laughs) you know, I think what it, it was really me trying to discover like something exciting and happy because I wasn't feeling that. Also, I was working in a place that was not a mentally healthy place for me to work in. So working at a place that was hard for me to work at, me being sad because I didn't have my person, it was just a way to 
I don't know. I think I wanted to find peace. I wanted to find answers. I wanted to feel like where I didn't have much that I could control, there was at least something in my control. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it also seems like it was kind of a way for you to like find meaning in your life. Yes, 100%. <laughs> At a time where it felt like everything important to you was not working out the way you wanted. Yeah. I'll also admit it sounded like it would be cool. Like it'd be a cool story. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to be a cool girl if I go to Hawaii yeah. by myself and drive this crazy van. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. It was for the like fact that I'd have a cool story. Great Instagram post. <laughs> yeah. Like I thought about all of those things. Those were all taken into consideration. <laughs> um, okay. Another thing that I thought was interesting is you brought up multiple moments where you were like, oh my gosh, this is too much. Why am I doing this? I don't want to do this anymore. But there was like a mental process each time where you pushed through and you were like, oh, okay, I did it. <laughs> and I feel like I go through that constantly where I, I, and I'll probably talk about this a lot in the future, but I, <laughs> I like, I'm really good at convincing myself that I can't do things. And I always can do more than I think that I can. Mm -hmm. And it's so annoying that that's true. <laughs> but what I'm wondering is, like, do you feel like it got easier the more you encountered things like that? A hundred percent. I, yeah, each step. And there was always something, the biggest driving force of like, well, I have to do this is that I'd spent money on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's a cheapskate. We love it. <laughs> Not necessarily, but also I was like, oh, I can't just like waste this money that I spent. Yeah. But I just, I learned so much. It was like each time it felt like, wow, I learned that and I figured that out. And then so many things have been way less scary since I've done that. Like, way less scary to go on any other trips and figure out. Traveling can teach you so many things because you have to figure out all these little details. Like, every trip that I've learned, or sorry, every trip that I've gone on, I've learned something that has, one, helped me with the next trip, but also has helped me to figure out some things in my life and how to get through things in my life. Because I was like, oh, I figured that out. There was a challenge place before me that I had to figure out or else I wouldn't have anywhere to sleep or <laughs> any <laughs> safety, whatever it was. It was like, okay, here's this thing. Figure out how to fix it. And not even fix because fix, I feel like, is so just like try to find an immediate solution. It was just more that like, hey, find something to help. And there are lots of different options, but you've got to do something about it. Or else you cannot move forward. And there's so many times in life where we are so afraid to move forward that we don't do anything. And very often we are in situations where you're allowed to do that, where you can just stay still. But when you're traveling, you don't have the option. And so I think it's helped me to realize like, okay, there are times when I don't think I can do this or I don't want to do this or I don't know how to do this. And yet I just have to. Yeah. And it's going to be fine. Yeah. I think it's good for me to hear that because 
I am scared of so many things. And like I said, just like convince myself that I can't overcome that fear. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's just fear. And like, yeah. I know rationally that doing those things will make me grow and will make me a better person. Like objectively, factually, that is a thing that will happen. Sometimes it might not result in much, but yeah, even just like the art and the practice of choosing to do something scary is good for your brain. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I'm thankful for this discussion because I constantly need that reminder. Good. <laughs> We're just little scared people yes. all the time. <laughs> well, you made me think, so I love musicals and I really love newsies. And in one of the songs, this is my favorite line. It says, courage does not replace our fear. Courage is when we face our fear. Aww. And I love that. It's yeah. so simple. And it's so just like, so I always think of that song in those moments. Where I'm like, okay, it's okay. Because it's totally okay to be scared. It's what you do about it. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing this story, Emma. I've learned a lot about Hawaii. <laughs> the food in Hawaii. So good. Uh, the vans in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> and facing your fears, most importantly. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for sharing your experience and I hope that the next time you go it is even better thank you (laughs) thanks for listening today guys to our episode on Hawaii we hope you learned something from it follow us on Instagram at a sip down memory lane and we'll talk to you next Thursday bye bye It was actually a burp that I was holding. Really? I was like.